Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Hawk fans, to another episode of Hawk Talk. We have another awesome show to bring to you today. And we're going to, of course, talk about the Maryland Terrapins. I'm going to jump right into this and introduce my resident guest host, two-time All-Big Ten, three-year starter on the offensive line at offensive tackle. I said it before, I'll say it again, luxury real estate mogul up in Chicago, Illinois. So if you have some real estate interests and you're trying to find yourself a home up there in Chicago, you might want to hit this man up. Welcome to the show, David Porter. David, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Big C, man. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, man. Man, I appreciate you making the time and, and jumping on with me, man. I know you got a busy schedule, of course, out there, you know, making your wheeling and dealing going on out there in the Windy City. So I appreciate you making the time for me, man. So without further ado, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, we, we talked at length about in the, la the last game uh, against Colorado State. It was, a, it was a tough battle, man. It was, uh, it was a lot tougher than we had anticipated considering uh they were a one and two team coming into kinnick uh and they uh i would say they they, they had not played uh near the talent that uh that iowa is however they held their own against the number five iowa hawkeyes yeah you know they really did we um we like, we we said this last time we kind of just showed up and expected hey we're iowa we're number five in the country you guys are just going to roll over on us. And they have some senior leadership on that team. And they're like, we're not just going to roll over. You have to prove to us that you are that number five. You're worthy of that number five ranking. And we started slow. They came out and they hit us in the mouth, right? We go into the halftime, we're down 14 and seven. And we have to climb back out of that hole, right? I'm hoping we've learned from that. We, I know we're, we're a little young on the offensive line, but we should be learning from these experiences, right? We have enough talent right now. We're talented enough that we can overcome that with not playing our best games. But as we get into Big Ten season, we're going to get into in-conference play. Week in and week out, we're going to be playing against really got, really talented people that are coming from, I mean, really good programs. They have scholarships too. And they're going to make us prove it every time. And getting behind the sticks and getting behind at halftime, like, I'm not sure we're going to be able to catch up if we don't start fast and finish strong. Mm-hmm. And now uh, we are going to say we're heading on the road to an extremely hostile environment. I'd say even more so hostile than Ames was down there in College Park, Maryland. So it's gonna be interesting, man, uh, in terms of uh, the environment there. They are calling for a blackout game. It's interesting, the Hawks have gone on the road. This will be the second uh, road trip and they've already, they're, they're already gonna be facing two teams that have gone to blackout mode against us so that's that's rather interesting but uh they're they're excited about the opportunity clearly it's going to be prime time friday night game eight o'clock eight, eight o'clock p.m eastern standard time so uh what do you think about what the environment is going to be like jumping out there and going out there to to maryland uh college park man i think that this is this is uh going to be a formidable opponent 4-0 just like our hawks are 4-0 um but they, they, they're going to be riled up and ready to go come Friday night. Oh, you know, we are in the position right now, I don't think we're used to being in this position where we have a target on us now. All right, we're the number five team. We're the, we're the big dog coming in, and these teams have something to prove against us. You said this is the second time that we're facing a blackout crowd or a blackout uh, situation. We're that team now that people are like, hey, 
they're circling us on their schedule and saying, hey, this is the team we're going to beat, right? We have something to prove. We want to prove that we are just as good, if not better than these guys. We have talent. And we are our guys, our players. We need to be able to be there and accept that challenge and rise to that challenge, right? That's what I'm expecting when we, when we get there is for our guys to start fast and finish strong. Because we know for these guys that we're going in there, that when we're going in there, that we're, we may be, I don't, know, I'm gonna, I don't do the NFL thing, but this could be their Super Bowl for the, for the, for the team, right? We're the big dog coming in now. I mean, like, you're not going to come and disrespect our house. We need to go in there with a victory pull, and bring that out. No question. No question. That'd be an awesome opportunity. It is an awesome opportunity to go into Carlos Park and, and come out with a victory. It's going to be a challenge. Um, we talked about our offense, the slow starts we've had throughout the season. Um, let's jump right into it, man. Spencer, even though they've started slow, uh, this last game against Colorado State, Spencer had uh, maybe his most prolific day throwing for 224 yards on 15 of 23 passes and two touchdowns, you know, but the run game, the run game is still an area of concern, but let's, let's talk Petrus first. Uh, he threw his first interception, which uh, resulted in a touchdown for the, uh, for the Rams offense. So um, let's bottle that all up, man. Let's put all that together. We talk about the pressure that he's under considering the offensive lines, woes, and the inability for the running game, 54 total yards. Tyler Goodson himself had 57 of those. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's an area, especially coming from this, this program, the run game has always been the driving force for the offense. What needs to happen to continue to, to try to get, or I should say, to try to get back to the trend of Iowa football to, uh, to actually continue on their win streak? Yeah, we have some young offensive line. Right. And I don't know if we've, we've gone too complicated or what we're doing at, at this point. I say, make it simple. If we have zone blocking one, two, three, four, five, number of the guys, let's get these guys moving and blown off the, off the ball. Right. I, I see us thinking a lot where we're making technique technique uh, errors where we're getting out of our technique too soon. And again, I'll, I'll keep saying this that comes with a, a lack of confidence in your technique and your abilities. And as these kids grow up, and the one thing I'll say about Spencer, and I, I'll keep saying this, he has done a very good job of being a general in that field and leading the team and allowing the offensive line to kind of grow up around him. He's allowing them to develop. So he's minimizing his mistakes. But as the offensive line starts to grow up and get more confidence in their abilities out there on the field, you won't see these tech, technique errors and the pressure will start to subside and you'll start to have that good pocket, right? The three guys in the front, the center of the two guards are really creating that, that front wall and the tackles are creating that, that bookend over there, right? And then Spencer can actually step up and throw, right? That, that's where we're gonna see the maturation of this offensive line as the season progresses. But we're right now, we're kind of beat up a little bit. We have a couple guys that are inexperienced that, different positions and we're, we're kind of you know it was like a three-car shuffle what was that yeah we're, we're dealing with that a little bit right now but as we start to settle in it's going to get better no, no question no question however they're facing a Maryland team that is kind of middle of the ranks uh, on defense um, and they're 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 a good enough team they're a good enough squad um, what's going to be some of the uh, takeaways or what is what's going to be some of the things they got to do early on the, the Hawkeyes to 
to kind of take it to this 4-3 scheme? Well, it's going to be the same. Like for us, for this game, Maryland's offense is their, I'm going to say, that's their best weapon that they have up there. So to combat that, our best weapon to combat that should be our offense. We need to establish the run early, right? Sustain drives so that we keep their offense off the field, minimize the amount of plays that our defense has to take. That way when our defense gets out there, they're fresh, they're flying around, and they're able to take advantage of all these, you know, these opportunities that are out there. So if we get our offense line gelling and into their, their run fits and, and good continuity with the running back, you'll see our running game starts to take off. You know, we're, we have some really big and talented offensive linemen out there, right? Let them fire off, simplify the, the game plan, you know, and there we go. Let's go. Yeah, you talk about simplifying the game plan, making it easier for these young guys to play fast. You know, I'd say it's a tremendous opportunity for these guys, you know, they, obviously two freshmen over there on the left side to have this game game playing opportunity and, and getting out there early on in their career. So it's going to be tremendous going into an, another hostile environment where, you know, the team will obviously looking at that number five ranking and licking their chops, hoping to get that opportunity to knock off, knock, knock off the number, two, number five team in the country. So let's shift gears, David. Let's shift gears. We talk offense. I like talking defense. I know you. I'm, I'm in a hurry. No, no, let me stop. Let me stop. I'm in a little bit of a hurry. I don't want to do that too fast. We talked about that, that because, because I want to make sure we make mention to one of the most, most important facts here is that they have, uh, in, and I say they, I mean, Brian Ferris has done what we've talked about in terms of opening up the playbook, giving the opportunity to various uh, players out there. We talked about uh, Tyrone Tracy coming off and getting that uh, reverse for the touchdown right after the, uh, the fumble recovery. Um, we also talked about some of these younger players, younger guys, that have uh, that stepped in and did an amazing job of getting a couple of uh, get, getting some catches last week. So, uh, but Sam Laporta, that's our that's, that's the go-to guy. He's team leader in, in, in receptions. What do you feel like will take the next step uh, this this upcoming week and have a standout game on the offensive side? I'm really expecting a lot of good things out of Tyrone Tracy. I really am. Uh, he's been working and grinding. He finally got his first touchdown of the season. And, you know, I, I can't say it enough. The more opportunities we have to get the balls in the hands of our playmakers, you know, those talented guys, those quick guys, the really fast people, you know, we want to get the ball in their hand and let them make plays, right? Let them be the playmakers that they are. Until they prove to us otherwise, hey, that's what we're going to do. Sam, he's great. He's amazing. He's a tight end for us. He, he's one of the best in the country, I believe he's going to be double teamed if we keep targeting him, right? The, the variability is what we need in the offense. So establishing the run so that they can't just focus on the pass, right? And we start say, hey, we're going to pass to this guy and this guy and that guy. We start varying it up. They have to start playing us, you know, fairly, man to man. That's to our benefit. That way they don't, they can't just hone in and say, okay, we know it's going to Sam, you know, 50% of the time. We don't want to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say Tyrone Tracy's gonna have a pretty good game. I'm hoping. That's what that's what I see. I think he he got a good uh, a good feel and he's getting his legs back under him, and he seems to be, just things seem to be clicking for him right now. So. 
Yeah, we also saw some big plays, like I mentioned, from the young receivers, Armand Bruce, the fourth, and then Keegan Johnson. That was a young man that had the uh, the, the two bombs. He had the one yes. deep pass from Petrus, and he had the touchdown reception. So those young guys are stepping in and stepping up. I, I will not let go of the fact that Charlie Jones has been playing amazing ball on the offensive side as well. Clearly a special teams threat in the return game, but he's, he's asserted himself as a deep threat in the passing game as well. So uh, he, he's definitely a young man that I feel like will continue to, to uh, be a guy that uh, Petrus targets as well as will open up those options for other receivers. You talked about, you just made mention to uh, Sam Laporta about offense uh, on our offense and how defenses will key in on him and, and start double teaming him. So yeah, I see all these different weapons as being guys that will open the door and may enforce defenses to have to play as honest. So moving right along, David, <coughs> we're gonna shift over. We're gonna go over on the defensive side. Yeah, we're gonna do that right now. Hey, hey, hey. All right, we gotta I know you don't necessarily want to talk about it. we gotta no, talk it was like we, we were there with the special teams. It was a perfect and then you know, no, 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 no. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk about special teams, but no, no, no. we're gonna talk about defense first. And okay. throughout the season, we talked the whole oh, D. Huh? What? Huh? I said sorry, Tori. Just wanted to apologize to him. We say sorry, Tori. We're gonna talk about Tori. We, Tori mm -hmm. on here before we gonna talk about Tori, but we're gonna talk about defense. First, okay. you're not I'm mm -hmm. here. We're going you know, to talk about defense first. All right, this is how I go in my script right here. Okay, just mm -hmm. bear with me, David. Just bear with me. All right, so throughout the season, the Hawkeye defense has been dominant early, especially on that side of the ball. Uh, they've created turnovers in every single game, actually. And surprisingly, they are actually tied for first in the country with defensive touchdowns, tied with Ohio State and Wyoming University. They're actually 17th ranked uh, rush defense and 13th ranked in total defense. So it's uh, we know what this Hawkeye defense has, has been about all throughout the season so far. Linebacker Jack Campbell led the Hawks defensively with the defensive efforts with 18 total tackles, the second most since 2012 by a Hawkeye. And he's actually second in the country with tackles, second in the nation, baby. Uh, we're going to need all of that defense against a powerful Terrapins offense led by the diminutive Talia Tagoviola. I say diminutive because he only stands 5'11 and weighs in at 205 pounds. However, he has 1,340 yards passing, 10 touchdown passes compared to only one interception. He's, uh, we've, we've heard the name before. We're kind, of, we're kind of familiar with him as a player. Um, however, um, He's not necessarily, he has the ability, he's, but he's not the guy that just wants to take off and run. He's a, he's a bit of a pocket passer, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, that's what he does. I mean, he lets his arm do the work for him. And he, he uses his legs to move the pocket so he can just extend plays, right? So when he breaks the pocket or breaks contain, he's not looking to run. He's looking to pass the ball down the field. When I see him on some of his long ball, it, he's broken the contain and he's gone outside the pocket and then he's tossing the ball 60 yards or 40 yards. I mean, that's what he does. And, and it's, <laughs> this is not going to be too big for this man. And he came from Alabama, right? He, he was there for one year. Then he came over to Maryland and he's just been consistently getting better and better every year and putting up more yards and more touchdowns. I, I think we're going to have our hands full. I, I think our, I'm pretty sure our offense is going to be our best defense. Keeping that man off the field 
should be our number one objective as an offensive unit uh, and then scoring, right? Sustain a drive and score. Sustain a drive and score. That way he stays off the field. Mm -hmm. No question. He is absolutely the X factor for that team. He's a guy that's going to have to be uh, contained, kept in the pocket as much as possible, put in uncomfortable positions and pressured, pressured, pressured. They're led on the ground by running back Tayon Fleet Davis, who has rushed 44 times for a total of 311 yards and four touchdowns. Isaiah Jacobs, Colby McDonald, and Tago Viola also are run threats. The other two are, 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 are running backs, backups, so they run by committee. Although that is the case in terms of Tago Viola, we talked about it, he's a pocket passer. He's up there in, in rushing yards. He's fifth on the team in rushing yards. However, he's a pocket passer. He loves to get the ball to number seven, Dante Demas Jr., uh, who has 24 catches, 446 yards, and three touchdowns. Number five, Rakeem Jarrett has 17 catches, 265 yards, and three touchdowns. And number six, Jay Sean Jones has 15 catches for 201 yards. They also get the ball to their tight ends, Corey Dykes and number nine, Okunkowa. Mm, I'm going to try, try that one again. Number nine, Okunkowa. We're going to go with that one. That looks yeah. better. They, they, those two guys have combined for three touchdowns between the two of them. So David, they, he has no problem getting the ball around to uh, his receivers, and they have a core group of running backs that, uh, that they run the ball with. They have a running back by committee type of situation. What do the Hawkeye defense have to do to come out with a win on Friday? So they're going against a high-powered offense. Right, the offense is averaging a little over 500 yards per game, right? It, it's they're putting up some points. Oh my God! It, and our offense, our defense, they need to establish line. Our D line, it, it really does come down to the, our front line on both sides of the ball. If we get our D line able to handle their offensive line and uh, able to contain and, and push contain the quarterback, push the line of scrimmage back and disrupt. That, that's gonna be a big thing for us. And it has been for the entire year, right? Our defensive line, they are disruptive, right? They're very disruptive, my God. They, they get in the backfield, they cause havoc. They, they do everything that you would want a defense to do. And then our secondary, they're ball hungry. They see it coming and they go get it. You know, we're number one in the, you said we're number one in the country right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we play a total team defense over there. You know, it, it, on every level, they're winning. Jack Campbell is our Mac. He's our Mike linebacker, right? He's second in the country in tackles. That's because the defensive line is keeping those linemen off of him. That's he's able to flow freely. The defensive linemen are sucking up those offensive linemen and allowing him to flow. Right. That's what it is to play team ball. Everyone, they all work together and complete continuity. That's how our defense has been able to sustain and be so good this year. Even when, you know, we've had them out there more than I would like to see them, but they just keep showing up every game. So when you have a team like the Maryland Terrapins do that are a balanced attack with multiple guys, because uh, we talked about Colorado State last week, we talked about their quarterback, 
and their their excellent tight end. But that's about as far as we talked about. Um, for currently, we're talking about a Maryland Terrapin team that has legit, really legit uh, playmakers at every level on in, in multiple places. When you think about it, uh, when you when you talk about think about it on from an offensive side, and you know you have that kind of talent going against the defense, and we're obviously talking about Maryland's offense against the Iowa's defense. When you know you have that kind of talent on offense, what are some of the things that you get focused in on? You, you, you work on trying to get things spread out early on in the game, or how, how offensively, how do you game plan against a defense like Iowa if you have so many games, so many different uh, different array of playmakers? Yeah, the um, the biggest thing when I look at a defense like that um, is how do I get them to play my game? How do I get them to get out of their rhythm or use their strength against them? So that way they're playing my game as opposed to us playing their game and playing directly into their strength, right? The issue that they have going against our defense is that our defense is very well balanced. Right. It's not just like the defense line is amazing and the, the linebackers are amazing. And the secondary is just like, okay. No, they're like on every level of our defense, it's really good. So what I can say, what I, what I would anticipate from this offense, maybe some draws, right? Using, trying to take our aggression out of the game, something to make us more complacent, something to make us sit back a little bit more, right? Draws and elongated plays, um, you know, some end of rounds, things of that nature where we're going to test, are you actually fundamentally sound? Those kind of things. That's where I can see that start to play out. And then if you are, then it becomes, all right, we're going to do our regular offense and we're going to have to play you straight up. That's what I would anticipate early on. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, it's always interesting, but considering we have one of the top offenses or top ranked defenses, uh, in the country <laughs> and facing an offense that is clearly uh, very athletic and has so many weapons. It's going to be quite interesting um, to see how that, uh, how things play out, how things kind of manifest, how things play themselves out, how, how it all kind of shakes out. So now we're going to move over David to the specialist. Uh, and you put up a little bit of a gripe talking about Tori. We're going to get Tori in there, David. I'm not going to not talk about Tori and, and the guy. Sure, sure, sure. Since sure. you go in such a hurry to talk about him, go ahead. Go ahead and start talking about him. Hey, special teams has been such a, a big part of our success for this year, right? And Tori and what he's done with the ball and punting it and, and being, you know, pinning guys in the in 10 yards, like within the 10 yards there, that's mm -hmm. a big deal for us especially coming into this game when we know field position is going to be huge for us. Like if we are often stalls out, we need to be able to pin those guys deep. So our defense can actually have like field behind them. Right. Mm -hmm. We need that kind of thing. Tory is, has been nothing short of spectacular this year with his punting ability. I know he got down on himself for shanking one point. I was like, you know, it's okay. It's just one point. If that's the worst thing that happens to us, we're good. But our special teams with our gunners, um, you know, Charlie Jones. I mean, we're we're really good on special teams, like all the way around. Um, and again, we're going to need them. We really are. This is a talented offense. Our defense is talented. We're going to get them a, a couple of situations of three and outs. We're going to need the kick return. Our offense, 
it happens, we're going to have to punt the ball, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to step up like he always does. No question. He's clearly the specialist, uh, the most important uh, player. I don't want to say most important specialist, but the guy is a monster when it comes to placing the ball the places you need it to be. And, and, you know, we talked about it. He talked about it. You know, I wasn't going to jump there, but he talked about it, you know, having that shank last week that, you know, kind of, it gave Colorado State the short field, but, you know, he owned up to it right away. And that's what you want out of, out of the guy. You know, hey, I made a mistake and, you know, it, it put us in a position. However, the guy is a stellar player and continues to be so, you know, and, you know, special teams as a whole, we already know what that is. We already know what it's about. We already know how important that is for our, our group. Um, so I'm excited for the opportunity to face another talented group. David, we're almost done. But you know what? It's never too late to add somebody to the conversation. I may have heard that noise a little while ago. We have yeah. Davey O'Brien, Player of the Year, All-American, All-Big Ten, Big Ten Player of the Year, Iowa team captain, runner-up to the Heisman. Mr. Brad Banks has joined us on the, on the show today. Mr. Brad Banks, thank you for joining us, hey. sir. Hey, guys. Hey, Porter. Hey, Welcome. Colin. I'm glad you make That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, on a – got a call, got a work call, had to tend to uh, – uh, but it's happy I was able to kind of get off and get on to see my boy. So uh, my apologies for, you know, you're good. Being late. Oh, you're I didn't think I was gonna make it, but Brad, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Glad I can catch the end. Yeah, I'm glad Porter kind of held down the four. I mean, you guys got it. I don't, you know, you guys got it. Guys so, got so, it. so since you're on here, Brad, you know, let's let's get your take on, you know, we have this uh, Maryland Terrapin team that we're going into. Uh, Friday nights, eight o'clock uh, in College Park, Maryland. Talk to us about, you know, what you feel like the biggest uh, concern for the Hawkeyes are going to be going into this game. I mean, it's the, I, I think it's, uh, and, and I know a little bit about it and about Maryland's offense, their quarterback, right? Talia Tiger Viola. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's pretty good. Um, so spread offense, they're, running, throwing, having fun with it. And, you know, those typically can be dangerous, you know, offenses to play against, um, you know, but I, we do have arguably the best defense in the country, which is great. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, a good test for our defense. And I'm looking forward to seeing it because uh, I wasn't able to catch a lot of the last game, uh, daddy duties, but you know, hey, we, we got the win and I got the word, so that's all that matters. But these, this, this is got, I, I'm gonna be toned in because I wanna see, I wanna see how, how we, uh, you know, how we match up with them. So it should be a good one. No question. You know, two four and no teams, uh, undefeated, obviously, and it's gonna be a tough matchup. They, last year's game in, in Iowa City was, quite a bit uh, didn't end the way that Maryland had hoped. So coming into College Park this year, they plan on clearly, you know, upsetting this group of Hawkeyes. So David, give it to me, man. What are your three keys to the victory for the Hawkeyes this week? Oh, it's gonna be, we need our offense. They gotta show up. It, we need to sustain drives, keep her in, on the offense, sustain drives. Sustain drives and score. That's going to be our thing. 
uh, those are going to be those two things there. And on defense, you know, don't give them an inch. Like, don't give them a window. Uh, we, we, we need to really limit their options uh, with the quarterback and the receivers. I mean, the running backs, they're, they're, they're spread offense, and they're, very, they're multiple. We need to limit their options and finish strong. I gave you four, so there you go. <laughs> right. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Brad, same question to you, sir. Yeah, um, I think the – I'm going to piggyback off quarter here. Offense definitely maintain and control the ball and control the game, try to keep Maryland's offense off the field um, as much as we can. You know, I think we've been pretty good with that over the years. Uh, we're definitely going to need it. Uh, you know, Saturday. What do we, we play? Friday. Friday. That's what I thought. Friday night. Friday night light. So, right. yeah, Friday. And um, so, yeah, keep Maryland's offense off the field. Defense, make some plays. Make some plays when you have the opportunity. And uh, and I heard you guys talking about Charlie earlier. Uh, hey, we can always use one of those big plays on special teams. Oh. No question. Hey, I've been calling for it for the last couple of weeks. I'm looking for a Charlie Jones uh, return for a touchdown. That's still mm -hmm. that's one of my keys for certain. He's clearly one of the, the biggest playmakers for our, our special team. So I'm still looking for that. He's, he's gotten, a, gotten some daylight. He's gotten some wiggle room mm -hmm. in there a couple of times. So I'm looking forward to that being the case for this upcoming game. Um, the other two, two other keys I'm going to continue down the same track as to what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I mean, the run game is important, muy importante, right? We have to get that established, not just for said game that we're playing Friday night, but for the entirety of the season. We, folks, we are a run-first team. We are a team, unlike most college teams, that rely on the run heavily. So for us to not, have, to not be in a position where we have – uh, had success in the run game consistently throughout the first four games. I need them. I need that to be an area of emphasis this week. We have to have. We have, in order to have a victory this week, we need 100 plus yards on the on the ground. Very, it could be various faces. It could be various names. I just need over 100 yards. Establish that line of scrimmage on offense. Create a new line of scrimmage on offense. Uh, create that pocket that David has talked about uh, throughout the season. Uh, keep Spencer upright. And Spencer delivered a ball to multiple receivers like we had the opportunity to last week. And then the last key, second leading tackler in the country. Um, number mm. one defense total in the country. Um, scoring on, on, on the scoring range and has had a takeover. This Hawkeye defense has had a takeover in every single game. That trend has to continue. We made another one to two turnovers, making uh, Talia Tago Viola uncomfortable in that pocket force him to when he does get out on the edge or when he does get out on the run, force him into making bad decisions. And uh, when those bad decisions are made, I've always come from the mantra of tips and overthrows. You got to get those. Got to have them. Got to yeah. get those. Any tips, any overthrown passes, we got to get them. We got to have them. So those are my three keys. And that is what we need in terms of having a, a game uh, coming out with a victory up there in College Park. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's how I think it needs to play out. And that's, yeah, that's, that's how I see the Hawkeyes coming out with a win. Uh, final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts on, on Friday night's game. 
Go ahead, Brad. I'll let you go, man. Uh, I'll just say, hmm, I'm I'm just I'm big on this this offense the Maryland guy, right? Um, defense stops, take advantage, capitalize on an opportunity that that pop up to Collins Point, get those tips, mm-hmm. get them. Tips and overthrows, got to get those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me, it becomes, I'm looking for us to put together a complete game. We have yet to do that this season, right? Where the offense, the defense, and the special teams are all playing on all cylinders, right? We, we've had it where the defense is playing well, the, all, the special teams playing well, we're playing together as at, at times, but a complete game from beginning to end where the entire team, special teams, offense, and defense starts fast and finishes strong. That, that's, that's where I want to see. That's my thoughts for this game. Really, let's establish and set the precedent for who we are as a football team for this year, this season, so that we can put the rest of the country on notice. We're here. No question. And as a long season yet to be had, clearly you can only focus on one game at a time. This game is the most important game. However, it does set you up for the rest of your season. So I would say that uh, it is ever important. I would say this is just hugely, hugely important for this team to come out and start fast. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about the play call. Start fast. Come out, hit them in the mouth right away, and keep on hitting them in the mouth over and over again. Offensively, defensively, special teams, hit them in the mouth over and over and over and over and over again. Reestablish the line of scrimmage both on offensive and defense side. And I feel strongly that this team can definitely come out with a win on the road again in a hostile environment at College Park. So with that... That would be the end of our show, guys. Thank y'all for joining me. I'm Colin Cole. And for that, I'm also speaking on behalf of my man, David Porter, and the man, Brad Banks himself. Thank you for joining us again for this episode of Hawk Talk. We'll catch you on the recap show next week. Uh, again, I'm for, for these guys, I'm Colin Cole. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.